Hey guys, it's Brittany from the Royal Priesthood, and today I want to talk to you guys about the root of bitterness and how it can spring up suddenly. Um, just had an experience yesterday, in fact, with just, it was very strange. I just, it was one of those days where you wake up and the day literally smacks you in the face. Um, I had set my alarm for, I don't know, I think 6, 6 a.m., no, 6.40, something like that, and I actually woke up at like 5 a.m., just really didn't sleep well at all the night before, and should have gotten up, but I lay back down because I was like, I need to get some rest, and... I have to wonder if the Lord didn't wake me up at an earlier time just to make sure that I got up that day. And maybe I just wasn't listening to his promptings because I kind of had the urge to pray, but then I thought I need to get some rest. So I did go back to sleep and come to find out my alarm was set for 6.40 p.m. So it didn't go off and I woke up at 10 till 8. And my children have to be at school at 8. So they were late to school. Um, Both of them were late. And my youngest wasn't feeling very well. So since she was already late, I kind of just let her hang out with me for a little bit and try to get rid of the headache that she was having. She's not been feeling well off and on for a couple of weeks. She's had like a bug that seems to not want to go away. But anyways, I ended up taking her in um, after her first period and on into her second period into the day. And then I had to head off to class myself directly after that. And so I just felt super groggy. My whole body was hurting. I don't know what it was about that day because I do feel much better today and not really much has changed. I didn't get too much extra sleep today. Or last night, but for some reason yesterday was just bad. And I don't know if God was trying to show me something that has taken root in my life. I think that he was, actually. Um, Yesterday just seemed to be kind of a reenactment of earlier days that I've grown into a pattern to have. And so it was okay. I kind of rolled with it. it. You know, I told myself... It's going to roll with it. Can't help it that they were late to school. I felt horrible about it that they were late and it was my fault. But, you know, what could I do about it? So told myself I'd just roll with it. Went on to class and still really groggy for some reason. I I actually think it may be because for this past week I've been working out every day and just maybe that one day caught up with me. Not sure. But went on to my class, my television production class, and they threw me on one of the hardest jobs in there. And I did pretty well. Um, So I wasn't really, I don't know, I wasn't getting bitter at this point. I wasn't complaining or anything. I was just kind of rolling with it and was happy that I did a good job as tech director that day because it is a lot to remember. And it's not something I've done before. So was happy about that. And then I left 
And um, my body's still feeling achy. I'm still feeling groggy and kind of disoriented. And so I go on about my day and I have to immediately, after I leave class, go check my daughters out because we had scheduled this hair appointment. And, you know, we've been excited about it because it took us a while to get in. It's kind of a nicer place and um, it's definitely more money than what we normally spend. But my oldest daughter's birthday is coming up and she wanted to get her hair um, you know, she wanted to get some special things done to her hair. So I said, yes. And I was like, I should get my hair cut while we're there. My youngest daughter should just go ahead and get her hair cut while we're there. And so we get there and for some reason, just the day itself and the achiness and everything and, and me supplementing caffeine, which I know I've told you guys, it's not a good thing to do, not get enough rest and supplement caffeine. But I did do it because we all kind of backtrack sometimes. Um, I think it just all kind of caught up with me. And I've definitely had bad experiences getting haircuts in the past. And I think that I brought that in there with me. Just kind of a paranoia of, you know, what was going to happen. Because I'm kind of used to hairstylists not understanding me with what I want done with my hair. And I'm really weird about my hair. I know that's kind of um, annoying, but anyhow. So we ended up um, being a little late, which I hate. Um, I actually despise being late anywhere. But when I went to check my oldest daughter out, we had a hard time getting her because it was during class change and the lady accidentally called the wrong teacher twice. And so I was up there a lot longer. She's in high school. So it was really chaotic. Um, a lot of kids were leaving for work study. So it took a long time to get out of there and we ended up being about 12 minutes late. Well, that didn't set us off to a good start. Uh, my hairstylist had mentioned something about being late and, um, I just thought, oh no, she's going to rush through this. I don't even want her to take me. I'd rather just her do my daughter's hair. I don't even want her to do my hair if she's going to rush through it. I don't, I don't, I don't. Because I know how this goes. I mean, things like this have happened before. And not even with us being late, but when we schedule an appointment for the three of us, they rush through my hair. Because it seems like I always go last. And then they'll, I mean, the granted the places that I went to before were not as expensive as this place. So I just didn't, I guess I was expecting not super great quality because that's kind of what I've dealt with in the past. But how many of you know that expectations can set you up for disappointment? Let me say that again. Expectations can set you up for disappointment. And disappointment can set you up for discontentment. So... I'm thinking it's going to be bad. I'm nervous the whole time. I should be enjoying myself. And, and there's this little voice in the back of my head. You should be enjoying yourself. I mean, they have like nice tea, coffee here and everything. You're paying, you know, an armload to have this done. So you might as well enjoy it. I, I go to have my hair washed. And for some reason, there's this grumbling spirit like within me. And um, the girl that's washing my hair, I'm like, she just hit my head. You know, she's not even doing a good job. And I could, I could, I was very aware of this um, complaining, grumbling spirit getting aroused within me, like feeding off of my 
expectations and fear of expectations not being met in this situation, I could tell that it was taking, um, you know, what was kind of a bit more of a difficult day because I was sore and kind of disoriented. We had woke up late that morning and I just felt groggy all day. You know, not to mention the dog getting out that morning. I had to go back after I dropped the kids off to chase the dog all over the neighborhood. Um, It was just a crazy chaotic morning. And as much as I fought that off all day, this is where that spirit of discontentment, that spirit, that root of bitterness tried to stir things up within me so that it could take root. And looking back in hindsight of the day, I can see that because the day progressively just it went on to be every little thing was getting on my nerves. Um, My daughter's just playing around, you know, with each other and and they kind of sounded like they were arguing, but they were just playing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, can you please stop arguing? You know, every little tiny thing got on my nerves. We didn't, we had other things, other errands that we had to do. Um, I had to go get my daughter shot and we just had like a lot going on that evening. And so I didn't want to go home to cook. So we stopped at this place that we eat at a lot. We eat at a city cafe. I don't know if they're everywhere, but here in Chattanooga, there's a few of them. Um, Just kind of a place that's like a, a place that we frequent a lot and it was just from the moment we sat down every little thing that the girls were doing was annoying me and and they were it's almost like they were playing off of it but you know we won't go into that um we were there maybe 10 minutes and my youngest had accidentally dumped her entire coke on me when I tried to dodge the coke that she had dumped on me I moved the whole booth and it was super embarrassing you know and I stood there for forever like we were trying to clean it up with napkins and our for some reason and I don't think it was because he didn't want to be an attentive waiter but for some reason our waiter just like stood there and I don't think he understood what was happening he said that he thought we were just switching seats but he was staring at us the whole time like while we were cleaning it up and I'm just like here's this spirit of discontentment just rising up in me, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, why isn't he coming over and helping us? There's ice everywhere, there's coke everywhere, you know, I'm just, it's little things, it shouldn't matter, but at this time, I mean, I was just, and that's not, that's not really like me, like how I am in my spirit. I mean, I get that way sometimes. My children might disagree with me, but that's not who I really am in the Lord, and So I was aggravated. Then my food came out. Um, I had ordered shepherd's pie. It was not what I thought it would be. It was like some mashed potatoes and some dried up green beans underneath it with a little bit of meat, Uh, burnt cheese on top, some burnt toast in the middle. It was just awful. And I just said to myself, oh, today is not my day. And, And, you know, even as it was coming out of my mouth, I felt repelled against the words. It's just, it's never a good thing to declare out today is not my day because our words have power, so much power. I mean, the Bible tells us that. 
the Lord's words have power. We're made in his image. So why wouldn't our words have power? You know, they carry a weight with them. And I just, I could see it. It was almost like a runaway train. I could see it happening in the complaints and in the bitterness. But it was like I was somebody else watching from the corner of the room. It just took off. Even though I knew that it was happening, I was like, I couldn't stop it from happening. And so I kind of just grabbed a hold of myself. My oldest daughter said, Mom, I'm sorry, you know, that it's not your day today. And it just kind of made me feel convicted inside. And I was like, that's okay. You know, I shouldn't, I guess it's just that I'm spending money and I'm thinking, and I think that would annoy anybody that I spent money and was just thinking that I was not getting what what I'd spent getting my money's worth from, from things. Because even with the haircut, like, they did a good job. But as much as we paid, I guess I was just expecting something just amazingly beautiful. And it, it really wasn't much better than the other place that we went to where we paid like 30 bucks, you know, and that was... That was disheartening to me, and it just another thing added on to what was stirring in my spirit, and just, I mean, not to mention, um, I think I was going through, like, some hormonal stuff as well, you know, to all my ladies out there, you know what I'm talking about, so, yeah, it was just one of those days, but at the same time, I was quite aware of what the enemy was trying to use that day for in me. So just backtracking and kind of looking back in hindsight over the day, it kind of went on just the bad attitude and and it stuck with me, even though I tried to shake it a couple of times for some reason, it stuck with me all until probably right before I went to bed and I I just laid in bed and I remember just telling the Lord, like, I really did feel heavy. And I told the Lord, this is not how I want to be. I'm seeing this thing trying to take root in my life. I've been there before for so many years. I walked around complaining, being snarky, being the negative girl. Everything was, you know, negative and just sarcastic and chip on her shoulder and things like that. And it's such an easy habit to get into. And you try it out as an armor and it becomes like a system in your life. And it just, that is what causes that root of bitterness to take. It begins with complaining you know, and it turns into something that is just like very evident that the bitterness is just spewing out of you. And so I just wanted to like do some research and things like that after that. And like I said, when I laid down that night, I did feel convicted and I repented of it. And I said, Lord, I don't want this. I don't want to be like this. Take this bitterness from me. I see what's happening. I'm aware of it. And I'm not going to go down this path again. This is not something I want for my life. And it spews onto others. That's not something I want for my children or my loved ones. And it's not something that I'm going to allow either. 
So my first instinct this morning was I actually woke up early this morning too. And and you would think it's so funny how your perspective can be different because I went to bed kind of late and I had set my alarm for a time, you know, that I would have had enough sleep, but it happened again. I got woken up this morning and it was at 4.30 a.m. And it was one of my cats, like, it sounded like knocking on the door, but it was something, it was them trying to get in our room. So um, normally something like that would really tick me off. But the Lord, I mean, and, you know, it's kind of unavoidable, but sorry, (laughs) you can tell I haven't had much sleep. But no, I mean, the Lord did an amazing miracle in me last night. I slept well, even though I didn't get very much sleep. I've been in a great mood all day and he did lift that heavy burden from me. He really did. I got up at 4.30 and I couldn't go back to sleep, but instead of being grumpy and I mean, normally I would feel groggy. I really think it was the Lord just giving me a break. I had a lot of energy. So instead of just being grumpy and, oh, I wanted to sleep, I went and I cut up a bunch of fruit that was getting to the point where it needed to be eaten pretty fast and made a big fruit salad for all the girls at work and just went about the whole day trying to help others and and be a blessing to people because sometimes that's what it takes to get out of your own, you know, just things not being exactly what you want and get out of your own head of, oh, this is not good enough and complaining and stuff like that and your expectations not being met, get your mind off yourself and that helps a lot. You know, think of others and and be a light to them and it did. It really made for a really great day, but I definitely, um, the first thing I did while I was kind of getting that fruit and stuff ready and getting myself ready for work and I had extra time this morning, which was cool, you know, extra time by myself. And that was extra time that I needed to go and seek the Lord. So the first thing that I did was I prayed about it to the Lord. And then I actually found um, a a declaration. It was actually Jennifer McClare's. So shout out to Jennifer McClare's. She's awesome uh, about the root of bitterness. And I'm not really sure what it's called. It's on YouTube, but It was about nine minutes long declaration, you know, over and over again. And you just say it until you feel it. (laughs) And that's what I did. I made those declarations over myself. Uh, I think one of them was, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, Lord, you are not bitter and I'm made in your image. And I am not bitter because you are not bitter. So just kind of something like that you might look for. Just search it on YouTube. Um, if you're struggling with bitterness or complaining. But a few scriptures I found, because I've done research throughout the day, I've kind of tried to meditate on this because I don't want this entering into my life. I've, you know, listened to some teachings, did some research, but one of the best ones I found was Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ 
also has forgiven you. And wow, it didn't even dawn on me until just now. That was in my last week's sermon at church. So the Lord is trying to tell me something. That's confirmation. Let's say it again, just because I'm super tired and I know I stuttered. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. And what is, how does that pertain to the complaining about things not being exactly the way that you want them? Um, forgive the waiter that didn't notice you got the Coke dumped on you. Forgive the hairstylist who maybe didn't understand exactly everything that you said. You know, um, forgive your kids for arguing and being annoying, maybe getting on your nerves a little bit. Just forgive. Just bear with each other in love. And, you know, you have your faults and your loved ones bear with you in that. So bear with them in theirs. And and by loved ones, honestly, I mean everyone because God loves us all. So we're to bear with each other and love every single person. I mean, even if they are, they seem like the worst of the worst. The Lord loves them anyways. So, and here is another one. Hebrews twelve fifteen. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. So what does this mean when it says, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God? It means that if we, and I think another translation, let me actually just real quick, if you'll bear with me, let me look for another translation of that because I think it might just flow a little bit better. One second. Yeah, there it is. Hold on, bear with me. Look, okay, the New Living Translation. Uh, this was more exp- explanatory to me. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. And that helps me to kind of put this into words, what that means. Um, if you fail to receive the grace of God... Like, if you are not coming to him and confessing, hey, God, I'm I'm having some bitterness in my heart. I'm having some, you know, some, some filth that I need you to wash away. So that you're not coming, you're failing to come to him to receive if, you know, you're doing that, if you're not doing that. So look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. So you have to receive that so that bitterness doesn't well up in you. So the rest of the scripture is, Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So if we fail to receive the grace of God, then our hearts harden and the poisonous root of bitterness grows up in us 
it troubles us, it spews out of us. Remember earlier we talked about how it's evident in some people just spewing out of it. Like every bit of them, their demeanor is just consumed with bitterness. Um, and then it spews on, out onto others and it corrupts them. Honestly, have you ever been around someone who started complaining and maybe it was like a subtle complaining? It wasn't necessarily directed at you or anyone else in the room anyone else around, but just complaining about this and this and that. And have you not noticed that it is contagious? It totally is. Like one person starts venting about something that's less than perfect. And most of the time, other people will jump on that train. And then it just, like the train we mentioned in the beginning, is a runaway train that's out of control and there's no stopping it. So that's what it means by corrupting many. It's an addictive behavior. And, you know, if you're around somebody that does it, you're going to end up doing it. I actually think that I've picked it up from some people that I've been around, to be honest. And I'm not placing blame at all. But I did feel like it was something that I'd pretty much um, overcome, you know, from my past. And it's been something that I've been slipping back into. But um, the, that's not what the Lord wants. The Lord does not want us to return to our former ways. He wants us to come to Him and not fail to receive grace. Um, that's the most important thing. We need to just come to Him and receive grace so that we can be restored and, you know, stay away from bitterness, stay away from anger and resentment in that way. And I have a few more that I wanted to share with you guys. Ezekiel 3.14 The Spirit lifted me up and took me away. I went in bitterness and turmoil, but the Lord's hold on me was strong. So that's just to encourage you. You know, I was talking about how sometimes we slip back into old behaviors. The Lord is stronger than those old behaviors. So even sometimes if we backtrack a little, God can restore us. He always will, and He's always faithful to do that. So I hope that that encouraged you. Hopefully these um, scattered words, you know, from my tired brain have helped you kind of process through when you get the root of bitterness begin to stir in you. And I love you guys. God bless you.